Welcome to Meet the Masters. This is a special edition, Getting Married in Los Angeles. We travel west and speak to top experts in the wedding industry, and we find out what is a Los Angeles bride and what makes those weddings so special. So stay tuned. Hi, everyone. I'm Robert Allen, and you're listening to Meet the Masters only on Wedding Podcast Network. This is a special edition as we go to Los Angeles and speak to some of the top wedding professionals out in L.A., and they let us know what's hot, what's happening in weddings in California, in Southern California, especially in the Los Angeles area. And I thought a great way to get started would be to hear a little bit from Kathy Neneker, who is the editor-in-chief of Los Angeles Weddings Magazine, about just what is that Los Angeles bride all about? Well, I think in Los Angeles, many brides really consider her wedding day as a real red carpet moment, um, you know, her, her very own Oscar moment. And I think in Los Angeles, which tends to be a very glamorous, um, body-conscious environment anyway because of our terrific weather, you have a, a lot of brides who are, don't feel quite so tradition-bound as they might in other areas of the country. I mean, you're talking about a location here where we really have lovely weather, a lot of, a lot of sunshine, the, the beaches, and, and it's a, a generally fashionable but more casual city and very cosmopolitan and, and with a lot of access to, um, to art and culture. So I think that what I'm seeing is really brides um, and grooms planning weddings that are very personal representations of their own love stories, whether it be you know in an artist's loft downtown um, or whether it's on a beach. It's a, it's a glamorous, personal, individual moment that is not so bound by expectations that other people may have of you. So the Los Angeles bride wants to be that star, that center of attention. I, I think that holds true for a lot of brides around the country. And uh, if you want to hear more from Kathy, we have a whole Meet the Masters program uh, with Kathy. So uh, check that out on our website, WeddingPodcastNetwork.com. Click on Meet the Masters and, and listen to that whole talk with, with Kathy. She gives some really great uh, information. But first up here is Seneca Moss, who is the contributing style editor for Los Angeles Weddings Magazine. And she is the former fashion editor for Cosmopolitan Magazine as well as InStyle Magazine. So she really has a, an amazing background uh, in fashion. Uh, she's also appeared on E! Entertainment Television's fashion police television show so you might have uh, actually seen Seneca but Seneca was nice enough to sit down with us and give us a sense of of style of, of what the brides are thinking about when they're planning their look for their wedding day. I think out here uh, since it's such a celebrity based area um, most brides tend to want to look like the celebrities they right. want to look just like they're walking down the red carpet at the Oscars or Golden Globes, things like that. It's very, very glamorous. I think a lot of brides out here take some risks. They show a little bit more skin, maybe plunging neckline, things like that. Um, even shorter dresses, slip dresses that hug the body a little bit more, things like that. Um, we're also seeing just, you know, basic makeup, kind of a little bit more makeup, a little more glamorous hair. But then also you have the women that want to look like the supermodels right off the beach uh -huh. that have the loose waves in their hair and a little, you know, less coverage on the makeup and, you know, just a little bit more feminine and 
natural. Okay. Now, you know, it's interesting because, you know, we see these styles. You know, everyone sees the red carpet, mm-hmm. you know, around the country, around the world. Yet, you know, here in California, it's really embraced oh, yeah. by, by the brides. What are some of the, the reasons that you see that, you know, that a California bride, a Los Angeles bride, is actually embracing what she's experiencing here? Literally, when you walk down the street, you see the most beautiful people ever. So you really, it just kind of follows you everywhere you go. You're also, um, you know, able to find the best makeup artist, best hairstylist around. I mean, these these people are working with celebrities day in and day out, and they really have the experience. And you can call them basically up and say, hey, I have a wedding coming up. Would you be interested? And if the price is right, then they will be. You could have somebody that's doing, you know, Cameron Diaz's makeup, do your makeup for the for a wedding so that you know you'll get that same kind of star treatment mm-hmm. that that the celebrities that the celebrities get yep. uh, you know for their own it's a day in and day out business here <laughs> you know you can be you know miss mary jane or you can be you know somebody like selma hayek and uh, if the price is right and you know you have that kind of connection and you can get a hold of these people then you can make it happen and right. you can look like a celebrity right right it's very easy Let, let's talk a little bit about uh the trends that mm-hmm. you're seeing in in wedding gowns uh talk a little bit about some of some of the things that we're seeing going forward uh right now the basically the trend i think is a lot of detailing um before maybe a year or two ago it was very plain simple dresses and you really wanted to you know accentuate on the jewelry and the hair and the makeup but right now lots of beading um, different splashes of color. Some people are getting married in blue dresses, yellow, pink, things like that. Um, but you want to look out for, you know, some ruffle detailing, flowers, and a lot of like sequins and beading, things like that, which will make the price, unfortunately, a little bit higher. Right, right. Now, when you talk about color, the different colors, are we seeing vibrant colors? Are we seeing pastels? Pastels. They're more subdued, um, just nice, light, airy, feminine colors. So not just the, the stark white or ivories. We're seeing some some shading, some tinting. Mm-hmm. They're still there. The ivories and the whites. I mean, for most people, if it's your first wedding, that's what you want to get married in. But uh, you will see, you know, Remockers doing a beautiful line of pinks and blues and things like that. Okay. Now, is it color for the entire gown, or is it accents? Is it trim? What, what do you see? You can do a little bit of both. Some gowns are head to toe blue, head to toe pink. Um, others have little sashes or trims of color. Uh, another way to show colors by your jewelry, you know, something blue, maybe have a nice blue pendant or a blue ring, things like that. Okay. And how do uh, how do guests kind of react to you know to this? Is it is it you know people are just kind of accepting this as this is kind of the trend? You know, you would think you know years ago you mm-hmm. you saw you know a bride in a, in a pink dress, you would say, oh my goodness, you know, pink. Well, I think that's what it's about. Actually, it's about that wow factor. You really want to wow your guests, and you know, you don't want to look like everybody else. I know my age group. I'm 29. Everybody's getting married right now, so I see the same dresses over and over again. So if I tend to get, if I'm going to get married, it's gonna there's going to be some wow. Right. There's going to be some color or, or something different. Now, we were talking a little earlier about um, uh, personalization through monogram mm-hmm. and, and things. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I've noticed a trend lately that um, some women are actually monogramming their dresses in certain areas with their initials. Um, they're also monogramming their husband or their future husband-to-be, their tuxes or their shirts, things like that with monogramming. So it's a little, a little bit of a, a new touch. And where might we see that placed on, on a wedding gown? Maybe on the wedding gown, on the train, uh, maybe on a slight piece of the veil, uh, maybe on your glove, things like that, or even just right on the actual you know bodice of the dresser. Just right out there for yeah. everyone to see. Mm-hmm. Everyone to see. Now, um, are brides 
just wearing one gown for their wedding, or are you seeing that? Absolutely that, not. You no. really need to go for two if you can afford it. <laughs> okay. Um, there's the wow factor dress while you're coming down the aisle, maybe something with a long train or something that's visible for your guests to see. You really want a nice back because you're going to be facing away from, from your guests for pretty much an hour. Uh, and then they switch into a shorter, maybe f- more fun, movable dress for the reception. Something that you can dance in that you're not going to be worried about pulling up or it dragging or you tripping on while you're dancing with your... And are you seeing that this this second dress is, you know, a wedding dress or is it more of a, a party dress? How, it how is it that? can be. I've seen both. Um, I've seen other wedding dresses, but, you know, wedding dresses can cost anywhere from $1,000 to $20,000, so... I'd opt to go for more of a party dress that you can wear again, uh, maybe something in white or ivory, and that's just got a little bit more fun. So if you do end your reception at midnight and you want to go out with your friends and everybody, you can stay out all night with the one you know the one dress you have on. Now, are these are these types of of dresses coming from traditional wedding gown designers, or is it are they just kind of going people going outside of that? I think people are going outside. If you have a good reputation with your dress designer then you can probably have them whip you up something that, you know, to your taste. But usually people are, are going outside and, and finding something. And are you finding that designers are I- embracing that part of the market, uh, you know, in, in, in targeting brides? Yeah. I think the higher-end designers are kind of saying, oh, my gosh, this is something I should really, you know, look into. I think it's a start. Um, but I do think you have to do some hunting. So it's not just going to be right out there for you. You may yeah. not see that in in a, in a typical uh, bridal magazine. Right. You may have to I- explore that a mm-hmm. little bit. It'll be in more of the spring issues of you know regular fashion magazines like InStyle, Cosmo, L, W, things like that. You'll you'll see a lot of white. Okay. So brides have to buy not just the bridal magazines, but all the fashion magazines. I think in any general. woman does that anyway. Just so. the big stacks. Exactly. <laughs> I have twenty magazines every month. Right. 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 Okay. Now let's talk a little bit about. Uh, the bridal party and, mm-hmm. and, and some trends that you're seeing for, for bridal party gowns? Well, right now we're going into the fall season, so you're you're going to see much more uh, rich colors. Emeralds, rubies, uh, orange, greens. I love green. Um, and then, you know, just on the Today Show today, they're doing the, the whole bridal special. And uh, the, I guess, viewers actually picked a really nice navy, navy blue dress by Thread. So I think if you're going into a fall wedding, you want to pick something that's that's bright and jeweled tone colors. Right, so it's not just the the pinks and baby blues Maybe that, for that spring, we would see, but not for fall. But the, the rich the rich colors. Now, are 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 we seeing that that kind of uniformity amongst uh, the bridesmaids? Are they all wearing the same dresses? I think the bride is a little bit more conscious these days of how much the bridesmaids are actually spending on the travel and the shoes and the dresses and the showers and luncheons that they're actually taking into consideration that they should have dresses that fit everybody's body, that makes everybody comfortable. So I I don't think that there's one dress for everybody. I think what brides are doing is picking one color and one fabric and then letting the bridesmaids choose the styles. Uh, And if that doesn't work, then sometimes they'll, you know, pick a navy color and just let the bridesmaids go buy their own dresses. Okay. Now, if if you had to kind of sum up, a, an, an L.A. bride mm-hmm. and, and what she is and what she represents. How would you encapsulate uh, an, an L.A. bride? What, what, an, what are the characteristics? L.A. bride is definitely not conservative. Uh, she's willing to push the envelope a little bit. She's going for the wow factor. Someone, you know, that really just doesn't have much to lose that can kind of 
show a little bit more skin, can, you know, just be more herself, but also just, you know, you want to look a little bit different. You want to be a glamorous bride. Okay. Now, you know, choosing a wedding gown uh, can be overwhelming mm-hmm. for a lot of brides. You know, the, the planning process is, is overwhelming oh, in yeah. general. I was engaged once. It was the worst. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. going to be so exciting, but oh, it, it was dreadful. It can be very stressful. Mm-hmm. What one bit of advice when when a bride is just kind of starting out and trying to figure out her own sense of style, mm-hmm. her own you know signature look for the wedding. Is there a bit of advice that you Absolutely. Can, can offer? I think you really need to be real when it comes to your own body. You need to find your flaws. You need to say, you know what, I really don't like my bust, or it's too small, it's too big, my tummy's you know this or that. You just really need to evaluate your body and what you think looks good. And then you also should consult with some of your friends. And say, you know what, what do you think looks good on me? And then go from there, maybe start researching in bridal magazines, online, things like that, about dresses that you think you'd like to try on. So then when you do go into the department store or you meet with your bridal consultant, you actually know what you're looking for and what you think you'd like. But then you also need to, to really believe in the bridal consultant and listen to what they say. Right. So so if you're going to ask for advice, yeah. you need to be able to absorb and, and, and take that advice. These Don't people, just throw it out there. These people do this every day, day in and day out. They see people you know, that weigh 100 pounds, people that weigh 500 pounds, and they're here to help. And they're the professionals, so you need to really trust what they say. Great, great. Well, that's, that's really fabulous advice. We really uh, appreciate you taking the time and sharing that, no that expertise. Good. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Okay. And we, of course, will have a link to Seneca's website in our show notes. Make sure you check that out. So then I left the offices of Los Angeles Weddings Magazine and I headed to Hollywood. I had uh, an appointment at Warner Brothers Studios. And now, I don't know if a lot of people would think about having a wedding at Warner Brothers Studios. But, you know, I have to tell you, it was such an amazing experience for me to visit the studios and to check out what they do for weddings because it is so cool. <laughs> I have to tell you, I was a little, you know, unsure when, you know, in doing research and finding out, you know, that they, they do weddings there now and, uh, and seeing, well, gosh, I don't know how that would be, but let me tell you, after getting a tour of the, the backlot of the studio of all the different locations that you can have a wedding and the different themes you could do and things you could tie into it it is just so cool i have to tell you and i was really lucky because hillary harris who was the director of special events at warner brothers was nice enough to take time out and to take me i uh, in her golf cart and that's what what people use uh, on the studio a lot is golf carts and she took me around the studio to the different locations to check out you know, all of the possibilities for having a wedding at Warner Brothers. So uh, this was uh, one of the segments uh, while we're on our tour of the studio. This is a gorgeous place. This is Midwest Street. Currently, this is where we shoot the Gilmore Girls television show. But historically, you see this building, the courthouse. This is where we shot um, The Music Man with Robert Preston and Shirley Jones, and they did 76 trombones around you know, this whole gazebo area. So this street has a lot of history to it. It's, it's very quaint. It's really, really very, quaint. Yeah. It's really beautiful. It's Now, could you use the gazebo for the summer? We sorrow? do. Yeah. We absolutely do. And that's, that's why I'm saying is that you can do a whole wedding ceremony. And I've got pictures of a 
of a reception utilizing you know the gazebo with tables umbrella tables around the street and it's just it's fabulous and we did a main stage treatment um, on the courthouse and it's just it even comes with a little um, church you know which is really kind of fun but we wouldn't want to utilize the church for the ceremony because it's a little bit small inside yeah so what you'd want to do is you'd want to do it around the gazebo and it's just it's just Small a charm. Small town USA, it's, yeah, that's really neat. where we are. Really neat. Yeah, and it's got a residential side. No, this is all new for the studio to be doing social events, right? Yes, we've really um, expanded our realm. I mean, as it is, you know, we've been doing about three hundred shows a year. It's primarily been for Warner Brothers and the Time Warner family. And we've realized that, you know, I've got a team of incredible professionals on my team. There's seven of us, and they handle everything from logistics to art direction to technical support. And we realized that with the growing market and with brides that want to have thematic parties, I mean, gone are the days where brides are just doing, you know, the white tool wedding receptions that we can utilize our ever-existent talented team to be able to give them an incredible historical and memorable experience here on the lot. You know, I think what really gets me excited is that when you're doing an evening event, you bring in set lighting, and the same guys that lit for Superman, those would be the, the gentlemen that would light for your event. Now, there was also uh, a spot we were at called Brownstone Street, which looks like uh, just a row of brownstone houses, you know, maybe in New York. And uh, across the street from it is a theater with this really big marquee. And they do a lot of weddings right out there in the street as well. And they can put the bride and groom's name up on the marquee and they can change the posters in the windows, you know, that you would see on the side of the uh, of the theater uh, on the outside wall, you know, sometimes they have the movie posters of what's playing there. They would change those and customize those, and it was just so cool. And and the other side, opposite side of the street from there, there was uh, another area that we couldn't get down because they were shooting um, ER. I want to say um, a medical show that's set in Chicago. So they had the L train there. Uh, and it was very cool. So then we, we hopped in and, and we went down to another area that we couldn't get all the way in because they were uh, they were shooting. But it was also a really great spot for um, uh, for a wedding. So we, we continued our tour. You know, the big popular thing right now, we're doing those Pacific Island Tommy Bahamas style wedding. And this is perfect for that. And you can literally, if we had time to enter around the other side, you can absolutely do the ceremony and the reception in the jungle. You've definitely got enough room. This was the site for, uh, the last site that this was utilized for was the television show Invasion. But it's been used for many of our films. And that lagoon that you see in front of you, Uh which is empty, is actually the Camelot Lagoon, which was built... Uh, for Jack Warner, which was his last production, Camelot. So, thematically, you can do, you know, a sort of Maid Marian, Robin Hood-esque 
thematic cool. wedding. Cool. Or you could take it to the next level and do a Tommy Bahamas style wedding with a Jimmy Buffett style band right. and all of the different types of entertainment food, beverage, and again, from an art direction standpoint, it doesn't need a lot of art direction because you have so many types of foliage that you have back there. It's absolutely gorgeous, and once you light it at night, it's so dramatic, and then you have literally your seated dinner or your buffet at the bottom of the lagoon. Now, do you you find that couples are coming to you with definite ideas, or are they... You know, kind of saying, well, because, you know, as you know, you're taking me through here, it's like, well, all of these, you know, ideas are kind right. of rushing into my head is right. what you can do. Right. What are you finding? Are you finding that they're coming to you with some like an idea in mind or are they coming as a blank slate and you're kind of you giving know, them options? You know, that's a really good question. I think we get we get both. I'll find that some couples are coming to me with maybe their whole reception, the wedding and reception planned out to the T. This is what we want to do. And so it's just matching the venue to capture what they've already planned in their mind. A lot of times they see weddings that are take place in the movies and they've brought in DVDs. I didn't tell you about this. They brought in DVDs to me and said, see this wedding? This is exactly what I want. And I say, okay, well, That's easy. we know how to do that. We can do that. Um, sometimes brides and grooms and, and the parents of the brides and grooms, um, they, they just come in with a certain element. There's like one or two elements that they know that they really, really want. And then then that's fun for us because then we can, you know, do creative development around those elements to just, you know, flush it out for them. And sometimes it's just, we want the cachet of coming to Warner Brothers. Let me see your venues and let the venues be an inspiration to where we want to go from there. Right. And that happens quite a bit. And and it's interesting because, you know, this whole, you know, program is about, you know the the LA bride the the Hollywood bride the Hollywood bride yeah. and you know is there is there a difference is there a Hollywood bride is there you know what you know, yeah you know? yeah you know what i think there is a Hollywood bride but when you you use the term Hollywood bride that could be a bride in New York in Iowa in you know anywhere in the United States anywhere in the world what it is is that it's the, the concept of doing a celebrity-style wedding. And with all of the different magazines and periodicals and with all of the celebrity weddings that we see in the press, they, the brides and grooms, they clip that stuff out. They look at that. They're completely um, involved and immersed in what the celebrities are doing as far as weddings. And if we can give them an opportunity to be able to capture some of what they've seen or read about, then it's wonderful. And are brides coming from all over to do weddings here? Yeah. Destination weddings are really, really popular. And so, yes, they're coming from California, but then they're coming across the United States. Right. Because, you know, as we were going through, like, you know, Brownstone Street yeah, yeah. and all, you know, th- to think about, like, even a, a New York City bride oh, yeah. that would want to have a yeah. wedding 
you know, right smack in the middle of the city in the yep. street. You can't do it. You can't do it in New York, but you can do it but here. But you can do it here. And if they want to have Nathan's hot dogs, you know, if they want to have some of those, you know, the hot pretzel carts, if they want to really make it like a neighborhood and say, you know, for our reception, we want to have the Puerto Rican side. We want to have a Chinese area. We want to have this. We want to have that. Yeah, no problem. Right, you know, right. we can do it. The other thing that's really great about the studio is that the privacy that you get here. You're not going to have to worry about helicopters flying overhead. You're not going to worry about people uh, that maybe, well, just like the talent doesn't have to worry about press or paparazzi. Right. You have a sense of, of privacy here. We have a wonderful security department. And so it is a private studio, and that really goes a long way for a lot of brides. How do the how do the guests react to weddings here? Oh my gosh, they're flabbergasted. They really, you know, they really. First of all, you're going to find with a bride that wants to have their wedding at Warner Brothers <laughs> that their guest count's going to go through the roof <laughs> because people are really excited about coming to the studio. They want to see the studio, and that's another thing that we do offer for wedding receptions is that you can take a VIP tour. We'll offer tours that are customized that can. You know, so you've got the reception going, and then we'll not empty out your whole party, but take people, 20 people at a time, where they can go and see the different back lots, get onto some sound stages, so that it's really a Hollywood experience for them. And that's pretty neat. And I'm assuming because of the, you know, the immense size of, of the studio, there's no limit to how big a wedding can be is there well we're 109 acres so <laughs> that's that's a lot of space uh no not really uh you know we can do intimate weddings we have a wonderful fine dining room so if you have a group that's under 100 people and if you really have a budget that doesn't call for you know a big dog and pony show but you really want to have your wedding at the studio we have a beautiful fine dining room where we can do, and the food is phenomenal, by the way. It's really fabulous. And so the same chefs that, you know, cook for all of our premieres and all of our television shows and all of our features, those are going to be the chefs that will be cooking and preparing the food and preparing the menus for the weddings. And it's a real eclectic mix of food. We don't have a menu that pick from column A or column B. We literally customize everything for the bride so if they have a special request of you know a mixed ethnic cuisine we can do that i just want to jump in here for a quick second because right after this point we did go into the dining room which was really really nice um kind of like an art deco feel almost uh we weren't we didn't record in there because there were some people having lunch and, and we didn't want to you know disturb anybody and, and, and anything like that so uh, we went, I did get to see it and it was really, uh, really neat. And then we came out of the dining room, uh, in the next sequence and there's kind of this, um, I guess courtyard area. It's part of their commissary and, uh, cobblestone, you know, street. And there's a, a newsstand, uh, that they have there that, that I think, um, Hillary, uh, references in this next sequence. But then we start walking towards the Jack Warner, uh, tennis court. Uh, area. So, so that's the next sequence. But what you can do is you can have your reception inside as well as outside. We will put a dance floor on the street, move out all of the tables that you see right here, put a band 
and you've got your dancing, you've got a bar under the newsstand, and it's it's really char- it's very charming. So dinner, yeah, inside, dinner. and then people make their way outside. The right, 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 right. Now, are, are you finding a uh, a shift in the format of the weddings in terms of are people doing like a seated dinner and doing it straight through and then getting up and doing their dancing rather than kind of an up and down type of a situation are you seeing any trend towards that um you know what what i tell brides and grooms and the family is that anything goes anything goes however they want it to be it, there's you know gone are the days where etiquette states you must do this you must do that right, right. <laughs> you know? so it really opens things up and they can get as creative as they want to get and typically what we do what our team does is we take the time frame in which they want to have the wedding and the reception or just the reception and we put together a timeline for them putting in all of the elements that they would like to see happen in a production schedule just like how we do for all of our other events and then we look at it we discuss it we tweak it but it's completely customized for them now this is a, a beautiful spot we're walking this is, through yeah here. and what i'm going to show you is around the corner is the jack warner tennis tennis court where you can get married and then you can have your reception here yeah this is really beautiful. isn't it pretty with all of the jacaranda trees and then they start to bloom in late spring and it's just gorgeous. Really, really, really. <laughs> and we've got the, a gorgeous fountain, and you've got the cobblestone street, and it's it's really, really beautiful. It's very romantic. Yeah. And it's so pretty at night because the jacaranda trees become literally a canopy, and when they're lit, it's just, it's absolutely stunning. Yeah. And that really is so very cool with how the trees just kind of create this archway along this this path really uh, really beautiful spot and then we continued on and we went to the uh, Jack Warner tennis court which is not a tennis court anymore it's a function area in this courtyard of buildings which are also an art deco style so very cool um, area there and I'm putting it out there now if any of our listeners are getting married at Warner Brothers Studios I want to be invited to the wedding because I think it's one of the coolest places that I've seen to have a wedding, and I would love to be a guest there. So if anyone uh, out there is getting married, make sure you send me an invitation. I'd appreciate it. And uh, thanks again to Hillary for taking the time out to, uh, to show us around and to share all the great stuff. And we'll, of course, have a link to their website in our show notes. So come on to the website and, and check that out uh, where you'll see photographs and get more information. Next, I was off to Sherman Oaks to visit with a, uh, a floral designer, a very well-known floral designer, uh, Mark Held from Mark's Garden. Uh, Mark has done the Academy Awards Governor's Ball for the last 13 years of floral design. He's worked on the Golden Globes. He's done weddings for Avril Lavigne, for Pink, for Gwen Stefani, for Jennifer Lopez, Jessica Simpson. So he is really... Uh, when it comes to celebrity, to California, to L.A. Uh, weddings, Mark is the guy. And uh, I wanted to find out just a, you know, a little bit about, you know, you just don't wake up one day and end up 
there doing flowers for the Academy Awards and for Celebrity Wedding. So I wanted to get a sense from Mark how he um, how he got started in the business. Oh gosh, it was totally by accident. I started uh, off working as a salesperson. I was looking for a job and I got a sales position in a flower shop and um, just started helping in all aspects of it and found I had a talent for designing and um, ended up going that direction. Now, this show is all about the L.A. bride, the California bride. Talk a little bit about some of the trends that you see uh, that might be specific to, to California. I think the California bride, and especially the L.A. bride, is a little bit different from East Coast, Midwest, perhaps, in that, um, well, I think the, the, the most important difference is the weather. We have really fantastic weather here pretty much throughout the year. So we do an awful lot of weddings that are outdoors and um, some of the decoration and the feel of the wedding revolves around this. I have an awful lot of brides who want to be married um, at the at the ocean, on the sand, and we can do that. Um, some brides tend really try to stretch our summer a little little too far, but we're doing outdoor weddings really from uh, May uh, into October. Some people try to do it in November, we, we, but we do in a lot of outdoor weddings, so that's a little bit different approach. I think Hollywood um, is a big, big influence um, here, um, and, and the rock uh, music industry is also sort of centered here, so we get uh, that influence uh, a lot, and that's something that you don't see uh, influencing weddings elsewhere, I believe. Now, when you talk about the weddings here and there being so many outdoor weddings, does that influence the choice of flowers that you would recommend to a bride versus a bride who is having a wedding, uh, let's say, in a hotel ballroom? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, we have to, especially in the height of the summer, we have to consider what's going to last, what's not going to last. And there, there are flowers that, have, that, that work better outdoors. They have a little more outdoor feel. Um, you might have a little bit more relaxed wedding. If you're getting married on, in Malibu, for example, you're not going to do as formal a look as you might do in a hotel ballroom. We do both. I mean, we do a lot, a lot of events in ballrooms as well. But uh, there's a, a sort of a special feel that we do for uh, beach weddings a lot of times. The guys may be in khakis and, um, you know, light-colored jackets. The, the bride may be barefoot. So it's a kind of a different approach that we have. Now, do you take into account, for example, what a bride may be wearing uh, when determining what type of bouquet she'll carry? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, we always want to check the color of the dress. We want to check the design, the style of the dress, uh, and customize that bouquet to her particular coloring uh, and the, the, the look of the dress. Yeah, sure, that's very important. Now, the California bride has a type of personality where she's willing to take some chances and, and, and to be a little riskier in, in maybe the terms of, of the dress she wears. Do you find that carries over in, in her floral choices? Might she be doing some things that you might not be seeing in, in the rest of the country? Perhaps. I, th- I think uh, the, the brides that I deal with here are very... Uh, adventurous, really. Um, they are not copying anybody's wedding. They're doing their own wedding. Uh, but I, I also feel that I see that um, a lot nationally as well. I think I think 
we're doing much more interesting weddings uh, throughout uh, the country than we were doing even even 10 years ago. But Los Angeles, I think uh, brides tend to know what they want. I get so many brides that come in that say, I want this, this, and this, or I, I want to do a, an orange wedding, or I want to do a yellow wedding, or a, a hot pink wedding. Well, this is kind of kind of interesting it makes makes my job so much more interesting than just doing white wedding after white wedding well talk a little bit about about color what what are the hot colors what are you seeing well this year this past year we've done so many uh weddings that have been in the hot pinks and the purples and lavenders have been very popular i just did a huge wedding uh last week which was orange and hot pink wonderful wonderful look um we're finding um that a lot of brides are doing a more festive, more fun look in the reception and not necessarily, um, not necessarily for the ceremony. So we'll, we'll have a big surprise when we walk into the ceremony tent or ballroom. Uh, we can have a more conservative uh, ceremony. It doesn't necessarily follow that uh, the reception has to look exactly the same. Now, if a bride comes to you and, 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 and says, Mark, you know, I want my, my ballroom to just look a bit different, uh, how would you go about that, you know, in choosing certain centerpieces? Would you mix uh, different types of centerpieces? How would you go about creating an original look in a room? Well, it, it totally depends on the room and on what, to, you know, the bride has to give me a little bit of input where she wants to go with that. There's so many different ways to go. Uh, a lot of times we'll mix tall centerpieces and low centerpieces. Sometimes we'll do low centerpieces with multiple pieces that may have, you know, 8, 10, even 15 pieces on the table. Little arrangements mixed together that, that combine for an overall uh, tablescape, for example. We're using lots of candles, uh, tons of candles, votive candles, pillar candles, hanging candles, all this kind of thing. We color... Uh, we custom color them to match the wedding. So we could do hot pink candles or orange candles or chocolate brown candles. So these are the kind of things that we try to do uh, to customize each reception for the bride. We need a little input. Where does she want to go? And then we can give her a lot of interesting suggestions of, of uh, possibilities. Now, talk a little bit about uh, some of the trends for bouquets, for what a bride will carry down the aisle, there are you know are, are very traditional looking bouquets. If a bride wants to, to to get something, you know, for her bouquet that's a little bit unusual, what would you recommend? Well, I think color is the is the most important thing there. I mean, do you want something very understated that matches your gown, or do you want something that contrasts to it? In general, the bouquets that I do are relatively traditional. We tend to almost we we tend to do mainly a tighter nosegay look. Um, I'm just my personal feeling is that that is what works best with fashion at the moment. Uh, we're not seeing so much of the cascading bouquets and the, these long extravaganzas that we saw uh, in that whole period after Princess Di. And, and, I mean, that was like years ago. But we were doing that for a while. Now it's a tighter look. Um, it's about color. Uh, it could be a, a you know, wonderful bouquet of red roses or um, something with some berries. And I don't believe in getting... Too, too off the beaten track with the bouquet. I think it's distracting. I think it's about the bride, and I think the bouquet needs to complement the gown and her overall look, and not to just pop out in pictures. Yeah, I, I think that's that's really uh, you know great advice that it should kind of 
complete the picture, if right. you will, rather than stand on its own. Now, if a bride, you know, she's got this wonderful, beautiful bouquet that you create for her, is there a way that she can preserve that so that she can, keep, you know, keep that forever? Well, I think you're best off to live with a memory, actually. I mean, there are, there. it is possible to pre- preserve bouquets. They need to be picked up the, uh, actually at the event itself that, that night. Um, there are uh, several companies that will disassemble the bouquet, freeze-dry it, they put it back together. That is a possibility. It never quite has a, quite the same feel. It's a freeze-dried bouquet. I usually recommend to brides, if they're dealing with mainly roses, that they hang it upside down, and um, oftentimes they'll dry, they'll dry beautifully. Now, a bride gets engaged, and she's just starting her search for the flowers that she'll have at her wedding. Right. What's the best advice that you can give a couple that's just starting off the process in, in terms of, of how to go about deciding on what flowers for their wedding? Um, well, there are a lot of different ways. I, I, most of the brides that I deal with have seen my work, have been to, been to weddings that we've done, really. So I would say that that's your, if you've been to a wedding that you've loved and you love the flowers, obviously that's going to be your, your best, uh, best bet to at least go and talk to that florist. Um, talk to a couple of different people. Find uh, the florist that... That, uh, that you can relate to, that inspires you, that listens to you, uh, that wants to do your wedding, not his wedding or her wedding. Um, you should t- tear out some pictures and take them in uh, from, from magazines, take them into the florist and say, this is kind of what I like um, and uh, see what he has to say to, to say about that. But, but I think a lot has to do with your relationship with the florist. Are you going to get along? Uh, and does he listen to you? And um, have you seen his work firsthand rather than just pictures? Great advice. Mark, thank you so much for spending the time with us. Sure, thank you. And be sure to visit our website to get to Mark's website. And he really does some extraordinary uh, things with flowers. You should really check it out. Now, when you're thinking about a wedding, any wedding, one of the first impressions that people are going to get of your wedding and what it will be like is the invitation. And we were very lucky to uh, have one of the the foremost uh, invitation uh, companies um, take the time to to really give us a sense of of what they do and, and how celebrity ties into this whole invitation world because there's a lot of history. Uh, here, especially with this company, uh, I got to uh, to to speak with Ellen Black from Lair and Black uh, Invitationers, uh, along with her brother Saul Lair. Uh, they've been in the business um, uh, in a company that that has an incredible history to it. They have worked with some of the uh, elite of of Hollywood uh, through the years. Have done work for Frank Sinatra. Elizabeth Taylor, Danny Kaye, Dean Martin, the Hilton family, the Spelling family, uh, you know, just a few of, of the clients that she's done uh, invitations for. And, uh, and I had uh, the opportunity to, uh, to talk with uh, Ellen uh, about uh, what it is that, that makes uh, invitations uh, so special and, and how it really sets the tone for a uh, a wedding so so let's let's listen well i 
say the biggest trend is absolute personalization. Um, I mean, most of the invitations definitely represent the couple, whether it be their personality, how they met, location. It's it's definitely just personalized for them. Um, now, when it comes to you, mm-hmm. how do you start off with them when when deciding on you know how to bring out their personalities in the invitations? You know, a lot of time. So many, you'd, you'd be surprised. So many couples come to me with a full idea of what, what their, you know, what it's a, you know, what their vision is. Uh-huh. I would say that we sit down, we just get surrounded by most of my invitations, and we just sit and talk. Okay. But so much of, of the invitation is reflected by, by a lot of, you know, uh, location. You, you know, your venue has a lot to do with it your time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of factors that you have to take into consideration, um, and they sometimes point the direction to where you're going. Okay, so basically, you know, the, the type of wedding they're having is definitely going to play into, the, you know, what they're going to have as an invitation. Absolutely. And, and sometimes, you know, you, you have a vision of something, but you might be having it in December, and, and you might have had a vision of something that just won't work in December. So sometimes you have to let go of some of your visions and and your location or time of year is going to dictate a little bit more what it looks like. Okay. Now, what are some of the hot colors that we're seeing? Well, the the brights are still hot. Okay. The fuchsias, the oranges, uh, chocolate brown. Um, they've been around for a little while, all last year, but they're still really hot. Okay. Now, is there? Um, how does texture play into into invitation design? Well. Um, I'm doing a lot of fabric. Okay. Fabric's been big, staying big. A lot of uh, Dubioni silks. Um, it dictates the feel in that I do every kind of texture. If you want modern, we do woods, we do metals, I do lucite. Um, if you want it more romantic, we're going to get into your silks, your you know, all your fabrics, your velvets. And again, that's when the the time of year you know, uh, comes into factor because if it's end of year, December, November, we're going to go into the velvets. If it's, you know, summertime, you're going to stay away from that. Okay. Um, but if you definitely, if you, you know, you're going to go metal for modern and silks for, for romantic. Okay. Now, are a lot of couples doing Save the Dates? Yes, a lot of couples are doing them nowadays okay. because of, you know, various reasons. Lots of out-of-towners, right? lots of destination weddings, so lots and lots of couples are doing Save the Date. Now, does the Save the Date tie into the to the invitation design? Does it all need to match, or can you do a totally you know, different I'm, Save the Date? I'm trying to get away from that a little bit. You know, you want to try to try to keep some some element of surprise. Sometimes, by the time you get to these to the wedding, you've seen a, a you know a motif or a, or a monogram too much already. Right. Actually, the save the date's a really good time to be more playful. Okay. You can do pictures of yourself, give a story how you met, be a lot more casual and a lot more playful. Okay. So even if it's you're planning a formal wedding, the the save the date can be a bit whimsical. Absolutely. Absolutely, and it's a it's a good break. Like I said, if you you want to kind of save some of your your design for the invitation or even at the event, so they're not they're not tired of it. Right, right. Now you know this this piece that we're we're doing is is all about getting married in L.A. Right. Now now talk to us a little bit about you know in your mind what is the Los Angeles bride like? Well, she's definitely hip and trendy. Okay. 
She's definitely going to, her wedding seemed to reflect the couple more than Los Angeles so much in that, you know, you're, you're from Georgia, you've got a built-in theme. LA can be so many things. Uh-huh. It can be beach, it can be mountains, it can be Napa. So the LA bride's just hip and very personalized. Okay, so tradition sometimes goes out the window. Tradition goes a little more out the window. Uh-huh. You still have your formal weddings, right? But it's it's definitely more geared towards you know what type of LA celebration you're having. If it's a beach, like I said, or if it's Napa winery, it's a lot. I think it's a little more themed than across the country. Okay. Now, I know that for fashion mm-hmm. uh, and wedding gowns and things that, you know, the red carpet influences a lot of, of L.A. brides. Right. How do you see that playing into uh, their invitation design? As far as? You know, just, you know, making it a little bit more celebrity-like, if you will. Well, I mean, I do the celebrity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know what? I don't see it. I don't see them t- trying to be celebrity. Uh-huh. They're more being themselves. Okay. Um, so know, it's like a I self-expression just, kind of. It's total thing. self-expression. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Now, are there any things that you know in terms of, of of a couple who's who's thinking about their invitations? Any don'ts? Any things that you really shouldn't be doing well, with invitations? You know what? I do, I tell all my brides the biggest don't is don't do anything that is not you. If you are simple, formal, don't do rhinestones and big bows. If you do what reflects you, if you are yourself, then when they open it up, it will, it, they'll, it will just look like you. If you go away from what you are, it will not work. The simple, elegant, traditional bride, its a, a fabric box rhinestone invitation is not going to work. Okay. But if that's you, everybody's going to open up and say, oh, it's so her. Right. So if you're true to yourself, I believe anything works. Okay. Now, in, in this day and age with, with families uh, being the way they are, do, do you find it a challenge to design the, the text that will, will go into the invitation uh, how, how do you that handle that? That is definitely that? a challenge. I am finding more and more um, br- uh, brides and grooms giving them their weddings together mm-hmm. from them, saying together with our families. Um, it is definitely a challenge, um, but I am, like I said, doing a l- more and more bride and grooms ha- giving the wedding from themselves. Okay. Now, for for couples who are getting married for the second time, yes. and there are you know maybe children involved in the relationship. D- does that become part of the, the invitation Absolutely. as well? Okay, Absolutely. Okay, how, how does that work? Together with our families, mm-hmm. I even have uh, brides and grooms, including the children, on the invitation. I think the one biggest change in invitations nowadays is anything goes. There's no right or wrong. Right, right. There is no rule book. No right? rule book. <laughs> you can put pictures. I've got brides and grooms who put pictures of themselves with their families on the invitation. Okay. Okay. Now, how much lead time should a couple allow uh, in, in having their invitations designed? When when should they come to you? You really need to, to come in. I mean, I have brides and grooms coming in a year, year and a half, and, you know, in advance, um, your save the date needs to be sent six to seven months in advance. And you really, you really need a good six, eight months to design. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Now, you know, you come from a long line of, of invitations. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, your family has been in the business, uh, for decades. Yeah. And, uh, and now you and your brother head up, uh, the company yeah. and doing this. And, and I know that, that your mother, you know, mm-hmm. has done, had done invitations for many, many celebrities mm. and, and you grew up kind yeah. of in that world. Uh, share with us some of the more memorable stories that, that you remember of, 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 of times, you know, gone by in, oh. in terms of the invitations. Well, let's see. I went to Liza Minnelli's wedding. Absolute total Hollywood wedding. Uh-huh. Red carpet, Sunset Boulevard. Very memorable wedding. Um, Dean Martin. Okay. Now, actually, Dean Martin's wedding is a little more memorable because they gave us the wrong time. <laughs> and when we showed up to set up everything, all the guests were there. And Dean Martin got up, made an announcement, and said, whoops, and we set the wedding up as the guests were there. Um, <laughs> and that was okay. That was okay. Uh-huh. It was, <laughs> by the time we got there, it was Dean Martin and his crowd, and they'd already had a few drinks. Right, So we right. just set the whole wedding up around them. Right, right. Now, how, how have invitations changed? I mean, were they, you know, w- was it the same philosophy back then in terms of doing your own thing, or was it were things, you know, a bit more rigid back then? They were a bit more rigid. I, I would have to say... This is going back 45 years ago, mm-hmm. and I must say, we were one of the first. My mother was one of the first to ever do custom invitations, and it, I mean, it was well-received. They had not seen anything like it, but it was very much more formal, engraved, formal, traditional invitations. Mm-hmm. Um, that took a, took a bit to change, but um, well-received, and, and as soon as we started doing more elaborate invitations, it, it changed pretty quickly. Um, and and what do you see as the future? Where is where is it all heading? Oh, you know, it it just it comes in waves. People there there are people who say, you know, I I want to go back to the traditional. Um, I think it's just going to get more and more and more custom. Uh-huh. I think brides and grooms are are older, right? And that's what's changing invitations also. Because rather than it be the wedding that your mother always envisioned, it's the wedding that you want for yourself. Um, so that's dictating it and making it a little bit more elaborate and more personalized. Um, I, it's just, it seems to be just going, you know, more elaborate and more custom. So again, it's all, it's, it's all about designing it for, for the couple. Right. Um, you know, that now, now what about a couple that comes to you with, you know, with a blank slate and, you know, that, that, just, that doesn't know, it doesn't have, you know, anything in their mind. You know, what, do you, what, what do you start off with? You ask them about the wedding itself or, or, or the type of gown or, or colors. How do they start? Because I know a lot of our listeners may, may not have, you know, anything in their mind that, you know, they're going to go in with. How do you start them off? I would say that, well, I have a, a, a huge showroom. I, I think the best thing is I tell my bride and groom, just, just sit. Let's just sit and look. And I just take out, I said, don't even try to make any sort of decision. Sit with it. Just sit and surround yourself with all the invitations all my brides have done. And inevitably, you just sit and talk. And sometimes we have to sit for two hours. And inevitably, you just start weeding out and it just comes to you. Sometimes, like I you have to look to where you are having it what you are wearing, what time of year. And it's going to dictate it for itself because you may be having, if you're having a wedding in Napa Valley, you, you're you not going to do a fuchsia orange invitation that you might have thought you were going to do. Right. So sometimes it's your, your, all the elements involved are going to dictate it for you. 
Great, great. Well, it's certainly obvious that it's important that uh, you deal with a, a professional like yourself who can who can guide a couple in the right direction uh, and help them design an invitation that will truly reflect right. what they're all about as a couple and, right. and to reflect the type of wedding that and they're And they do. They sit and they stare at me and they, how am I ever going to ever <laughs> decide? I'm, and I don't think I'm ever going to. And I say, just really just, if you really just sit and surround yourself with a lot of designs and just look at them and just let it come to you, it, it always does. Good. Well, that's, that's really great advice. And we'll have a link to your website in our show Thank notes you. so that, uh, our listeners can, can check out some of the really magnificent work that, that you've done, uh, over the years. I don't think you can even really describe it. You have no, to take a look at what it, what it looks like. And you know, many of my, you know, celebrity, most of my celebrity, my last few celebrity weddings, that's exactly how we came up with it. Um, you know, Britney Spears, her dress is exactly what dictated her wedding. Uh huh. Um, we looked at this dress and we went from there. Right. And she has a love of crystals and we threw in the crystals and that's how they go. Well, Ellen, thank you so much for sharing all of this uh, wonderful so information with us. It really, uh, I'm sure will help a lot of our listeners oh, uh, in so their welcome. search for, uh, for an invitation. Thank you so much. Well, lots of information there for you to take away about, uh, about invitations. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Ellen, for sharing all of that great stuff. And uh, we hope that uh, the information that we brought to you today uh, will be useful. And uh, whether you're getting married in L.A. or getting married somewhere else, uh, hopefully you'll be able to take something away from uh, from all of our experts today. If you have uh, any questions, any comments, any suggestions, if you've got someone who you think should be a master on the Meet the Masters program, we would love to hear from you. So you can drop us an email at feedback at the WPN.com. That's feedback at T-H-E-W-P-N.com. Or you can call our listener line, our toll-free listener line, at 1-800-882-1259. And you can leave us a message and uh, some voice feedback. And we will um, we will listen to that. So this... Um, I guess brings to a close our Meet the Masters program special edition in Los Angeles, getting married in Los Angeles. We appreciate you listening to our shows. We hope that you enjoyed it. And um, and we'll see you next time on the Wedding Podcast Network with another Meet the Masters program. Thanks again for listening. 